Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. Why do we even care about the gambling or gaming issue in Alabama? Please listen in to me today because I'm going to empower you as Christians and I'm going to assume most of you that listen to this podcast, you're Christians. I want to empower you with truth. And then on top of that truth, I want to give you some information so that you will know that the gambling issue is simple, but it may not be easy to come to the right conclusion. So I have to ask, is it a good thing? Is it going to render benefits to our state? And then, does it really matter to my family? Does it matter to my household? Hey, I don't go play the lottery. I don't go to the casinos, but does it matter? So some of us may say, well, let people do what they want to do. Doesn't touch my home. Doesn't bother me. But listen in because I think you will come to a different conclusion. So what's the issue before the state? Before the state of Alabama, there's an issue coming before our legislature this year. Are we going to legalize gambling and gaming? And an attempt to regulate illegal gambling and gaming. Now, that right there is just beyond me, how you can even say that in the same sentence. But what is really before us? Now, as I understand it, reading the news articles out there, basically our lawmakers are going to introduce a bill to, in an attempt to amend our Constitution so that we can allow gambling. Because under our criminal code in Alabama, it's illegal. That's just in a nutshell right there. But basically, they say we need to do this because it's going to generate revenue. It's going to generate money for various sources and funds needed or funds that could benefit from the revenue that's going to come from the gambling. But who else is it going to benefit? That's the question I have to ask. And also from previous studies, going around doing some research in our state, we've got a problem with illegal gambling going on right now. So it is a way through this legislation to regulate illegal gambling. You've already heard my response to this. The way that you handle illegal activity is, hey, we have through our criminal code. You charge the illegal, you convict them, you prosecute them, and they pay for the illegal activity. But hey, you know, I just thought about something. This is even more reason. Anytime you open up the Constitution to be amended, it should never be done apart from much prayer and much thought and much investigation.
So first, I want to ask, how much prayer have we put into this? And not just us. I'm sure you've prayed about it. I have certainly prayed about it for years. But how much has our legislature presented it in prayer? And just to be clear here, knowing the distinction that's being made between gambling and gaming, basically gambling, you're staking odds. You're taking a risk. There's always a winner and a loser. And it's, you know, it's the casino gambling. It's the sports betting gambling that's online. It includes the lottery, bingo, raffling, you know, what we call social gambling, just for the fun of it, those kind of things. And then gaming involved in playing games through machines or uh, table games or so forth, where we're making a bet, we're placing an odds, we're placing a risk, we're putting some money, something of value on the line in hopes that we'll win the game, we'll beat the odds, and we will reap the rewards. And gaming really, in my mind, is a type, is a form of, of gambling. And so there's a distinction being made about this to reach out there in this legislation to include all of this and greater define it according to our Code of Alabama. So I have to ask, why would even our authorities in our state, why would they want this to be part of our Constitution? Why would they want to make this the law of our state? Because I will tell you, our governor is in favor of mending this Constitution, putting it out for the people. According to my understanding from the news that I am am reading, and our state legislators, they're proposing this. They've got it all laid out. So what would be their motive? Why? These are the authorities over our state. What are the authorities over our state supposed to do? They are to draw boundaries, boundaries that that have been set by we the people, and they're to stay within those boundaries. Why? Because they are to protect us from harm. They are to secure us in our rights. And so what would be their motive for wanting to amend the Constitution to reach out there and include this as a part of law in Alabama? I, you know, I have to ask, is the motive for the prophets, as they said in one of the articles that I read, so we generate revenue and we can put more revenue into certain funds in the state of Alabama? Is the motive really for the people? Oh, the people want this, and so we're going to provide it for the, the people. Or is it personal? What are the benefits? And you look at the benefits, and this is the resolution for that. Or, this is what I want to ask, or are they acting out of responsibility? And if that is the case, that is their role to act out of responsibility, are they being responsible to us, the people, to what we've decreed and declared over this state to protect us from potential harm? And for me, to analyze this, you always go back to the foundation. What is the foundation? Our Constitution in Alabama. And our Constitution is very clear. It begins by saying, we the people, that's me, that's you, if you are a resident of Alabama. We the people of the state of Alabama invoking, that's a powerful word, the favor and the guidance of the Almighty God. And then following that, 
in our Constitution, we lay out our governing boundaries for our state. And it says we do ordain and establish this Constitution. Those are powerful words, too. Laying down, this is the law. This is the gateway into, what is the gateway? We want the favor and the guidance of the Almighty God. Based on that, we now have laid out, these are the foundational premises of which we want to live. And the Criminal Code of Alabama has already defined, we don't want this gambling. We clearly say that these are activities that are not good for our citizens. And how did we come to that conclusion? Because we invoke the favor and the guidance of the Almighty God. I don't know about you, but I cannot tell you what a privilege and what an honor it is to live in a state that exalts the Almighty God over everything over the life that we live. We should not take that for granted. And because it is the basis of our law, let's embrace it. Let's hold fast to it. Let's don't do anything to lose it. And so if we invoke the favor and the guidance of God, then we must look to God's word because what is, where do we get God's guidance? Is through His Word. How is it that we do invoke this favor? It's by going to God's Word, but not just reading God's Word. It is obeying God's Word. When we are responsible to do that, invoking the Almighty God by going to His Word, finding out what His Word says about every issue that we want to bring before our legislature, we look at the Word and we see what God's word says, and we follow it. And when we follow it, when we obey it, we are blessed. When we disobey God's word, then we are cursed. In other words, we miss the blessings of God. I'll talk a little more about that in just a minute. So what does God's word say about this issue? Exodus 20 says that we are to have no other gods before us. Before who? The Almighty God. So we put no other God above the Almighty God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. What does gambling do? It causes you to look to false gods rather than putting the Almighty God above everything. How do we know this? Because we are not the first individuals here on earth to have ever been confronted with this issue. We have the written word of God to go to where God has already addressed this issue with the Israelites in Isaiah 65. Whenever they were wanting to turn from God, they were wanting to look to false gods, putting false gods above God, knowing that God had already told them, have no other gods before me. God told them what was going to happen if they did that. It says very specifically, you are those who forsake the Lord. You forget, God says, my holy mountain, who do what? Who prepare a table for Gad, who furnish a drink offering for many. What is that? Those are the names of false gods. False gods who are known for luck. They are the gods of fortune. They're the gods of destiny, 
They're the God of many is the God of numbers. What does gambling involve? Fortune. Reach your destiny. Roll the dice. Play the numbers. It's a game of luck. Got a winner, got a loser. God goes on to say, Therefore, I will number you for the sword, and you shall all bow down to the slaughter. Because when I called, you did not answer. When I spoke, you did not hear. But you did evil before my eyes and chose, made the decision, took the responsibility on yourself to decide which way to go, follow the Almighty God or follow the false gods. You chose that which I did not delight. I tell you, we're hanging in the balance here in Alabama. Are we going to look to the Almighty God and obey God's word? Take his warning that don't run to these false gods, specifically the God of fortune, the God of luck, the God of numbers, the God of many. Hey, our destiny. Are we going to stay true to the Almighty God and allow him to protect us, provide for us, to be our source? The other thing is idolatry. When we bow down to these gods, they become an idol. We put them above God. God told us in Exodus 20, do not make any carved image. Don't bow down to them. Don't serve them. You're putting money before God. It becomes an idol. Matthew 6, 24 says you can't serve two masters. You'll either do what? Love one and hate the other. You cannot serve God and manna at the same time. Can't serve it can't serve money. What is it that people that gamble? Yes, it's for entertainment. It's for fun. But what's their real motive? What do they love to come out of that arena doing? Look how much money I won. Be excited about it. Not just have fun there, but their whole motive is to bring some gain home. So you see, what's on the line is blessings or curses. When we obey God, when we uh, Obey the word of God. We don't go to these false gods and we keep God the Almighty over our state to govern us, to protect us, to bless us. We're blessed when we obey. But when we disobey, we're cursed. What does it do? It robs us of the abundant life. Jesus said, I come to give you life and give you life abundantly. When we follow God and his word, as he says in Matthew 6, 24, don't serve this God of money. What? We are blessed. We have an abundant life. So there are consequences when we disobey. So our authorities have the responsibility in their position of authority. I'm not talking about their personal life. I'm talking about in their position of authority as the governor, the lieutenant governor, the legislators. These are people that represent us for a specific reason. It is to keep our boundaries established so that we here in this state under the almighty God can live an abundant life. When we forsake God, we rob ourselves of that blessing of the abundant life. You know, so they should take that responsibility. That is what they should uphold above even their own personal convictions or like. You know, it's kind of like parents and children. As parents, we raise our children to obey us as the authority. 
Why? We take that responsibility. And so what do we do? We set some boundaries. We know, we perceive into the future what is good for them, what is right for them. Why? So they can live the abundant life. So we set boundaries for them to follow. They may not understand it at the time, but we know that in our wisdom And so we guide them, and when they go outside those boundaries, what happens? We have to punish them. There are consequences. Why? To teach them to stay within the boundaries because we're doing from our heart what we know is right, we feel like is right, so that they can live an abundant life and prosper and do well. You know, this is why, for instance, we don't just give illegal drugs to our minor children. Why? Because we know that is not good for them. They may think, oh, well, just a little bit of it's going to be a little bit of fun, a little entertainment, you know, fun for a season. But we foresee, we have wisdom to know that this is not good for them. And so we set boundaries and we say, don't do this. But if they go outside those boundaries, what? There's consequences. They'll not be blessed. They're robbing themselves. This is the same type principle. Because we as authorities, the authorities in our state, should take that responsibility to know that these boundaries within God's Word is set for a reason, it's for our protection, it's for our good. And they should be convicted of that. And therefore, they should enforce what we have already declared in this state that we look to the favor of the Almighty God. We want to stay under the blessings and they should guard that for us. They should look into the future and see that if we don't, we are jeopardizing our blessings. We are subjecting ourselves to some unfavorable consequences. And you see, there's always an enemy right around that's going to get our authorities, get us as individuals to tempt us What? To turn away from what is good, the abundant life. The enemy does this through deception, deceiving us. It's a little fun. It's a little entertainment. It's our right to do this. If we want to destroy our life, let us do it until it's time for someone to take care of that life that has fallen to destruction. But the enemy would deceive us. And how does he do it? He always comes with a counterfeit always comes with something, an appetite for the counterfeit, for the fun, for the games, for the entertainment, for the social life. Just the, some people go to relieve their stress. I cannot imagine, but some people go just to have some let up. But you see, gambling is a counterfeit. Why? Because it takes your eyes off of God, the Almighty, removes you out from under the blessing of God, and you look to other gods as your source of prosperity. You're establishing idolatry in your life. And God says, don't do this, because I'll visit the iniquities of the children on the fathers for the third and the fourth generations. We're to take care of ourselves. We're to look to God. When we don't do that, we invoke the curse. We rob our own selves. We remove that favor of God that we want in Alabama. Listen, you can live in another state. I'm not arguing on behalf of another state. I'm arguing on the state of Alabama that we have already decided under whose authority we want to live. And we, Father God, is that authority. And we want our physical authorities in this state to hold us within that boundary. 
And listen, we cannot have it both ways. We either want blessings for Alabama so that we can live in health, good health. We have good jobs. We have good industry. We want protection from foreign invasion. We want to live safe and a peaceable habitation. Listen, you can't have it both ways. The enemy is dangling the counterfeit to rob us of that. And he's just looking for a cracked door. And I will tell you, gambling is the cracked door. We either welcome the blessing, the favor of God, or we crack the door and we welcome, we invoke the judgment of God, the curse. See, I believe that Alabama is divinely positioned to be used by God. There's so many people that know this, believe this. We feel this. We see it when you obey God. God just shows up and shows out. And I believe that God wants to use the state of Alabama to restore justice and righteousness in the land. Many people call us a You know, as Christians, we're called peculiar people. Many people call Alabamians peculiar people. I don't know about you, but I want to be peculiar when it means staying under the favor and the blessings of God. I want that. So are we willing as individuals in the state of Alabama to forsake God's blessing? Are we willing to settle for the crumbs that spill under the table? Or do we want to sit at the king's table where we enjoy the abundance of God? God really has the final say on this. I will will tell you that. He's just waiting for us to decide, are we going to line up with him or not? Because God is sovereign. You know, my prayer, and I fight this within my heart, through prayer on my knees. But let's fight it by getting truth out there to people so they understand what's at stake here. They understand the cost. They understand the ramifications, not just the instant gratification of going to a casino, but they truly understand. And my prayer is that Alabama doesn't turn their back on God. And then, you know, I remember... In Ezekiel 18, I remember reading this years ago, how you can be so righteous and do right things, and that's great. But you can do one unrighteous thing where you do turn your back on God, and you know the right thing to do, but you don't do it. And the sad part is, in history, you're remembered for that one unrighteous thing. My prayer is that Alabama will not move from the plumb line. We will not move from the righteousness of God. And that we will be known as peculiar people, as people that took responsibility to live under the blessings of God. I pray that our state authorities will have the guts and have the humility to do the righteous thing. And then we rise up and we just simply count all the blessings that God will bestow on this state. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, 
I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.